When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell. Today I am joined by Hassan Akmal, Executive Director, Career and Professional Development at UC San Diego, an author, professor, future of work expert, career and life mastery consultant, and TEDx speaker. During our conversation, Hassan tells the story of his extraordinary path through high school and college as a tennis pro, and as a career development professional. It's a pretty incredible story, and one that demonstrates the value of being intentional about designing your life and career. Hassan and I talk about why everyone should be a curious explorer of their own potential. And Hassan shares why it's important to begin the reflection process early when crafting a career and life vision statement, even if it's not perfect. There's a lot to unpack here. So let's get started. Hi, Asan. Thank you so much for being here today on the High School Hamster Wheel podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks again for the opportunity to to share some ideas and thoughts with you. It's wonderful to meet you virtually. Yes, you as well. Um, I I learned of you, I think the first time was on LinkedIn, and I started following you, and then I watched your TED Talk and learned more about you. And you have quite an impressive list of accomplishments um, and a long list, including books and the TED Talk and all the work that you're doing. And I can't wait to dig into that. Um, But before we get started, if you wouldn't mind just taking a minute or two and just telling my audience a little bit about yourself. Sure. No, thanks so much for those those kind words. And, you know, we're all designing our lives, and <laughs> but it means a lot coming from you. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Hassan Akmal. I'm the Executive Director of Career and Professional Development at UC San Diego at the moment. Uh, I guess you could say my expertise lies in navigating the ever-evolving landscape of the future of work. And I'm just very passionate about empowering uh, individuals to design both their career and life uh, and making that an intentional process. What else can I say? Uh, I enjoy learning. I, I enjoy teaching others how to learn, um, discovering and uncovering your true talent and ambition and why it matters and, and the difference that that can make in your life uh, when you do. So uh, just like everybody else, we're all um, looking for looking to solve that happiness equation. Yeah, that's so true. That equation that can, continues to elude most of us. Um, I love that you said you love to learn, as do I. So I'm curious. I'd like to go back to high school when you were a teen and just starting out. Did you like to learn in high school? Were you always, you know, curious and and into learning when you were young? Yeah. So I guess you could say my journey has been quite eclectic. Um, high school was was a time of exploration for me, in a sense. I was curious. I was curious about lots of different subjects and, and had lots of hobbies, tennis being, you know, a very large part of my life. Uh, and I think it was really during that phase that I realized 
kind of my own inner journey and the importance of of not following a conventional path, right? You might have heard, you know, the, the 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 you know people having limiting beliefs. I very much had those, and I had strict parents who who wanted me me to be a, a doctor, lawyer, or failure, right? So, um, so so you know, emphasizing the non conventional path, but um, rather you know going against the grain. <clears throat> so you know, pursuing something other than medical school. And and um, and positioning that to my parents was wasn't an easy thing, and and you know the ability to carve a path that aligns with with my own passions and strengths, and I think that realization kind of led me to pursue higher education and and come up with my own sort of career bucket list uh, to how to do that, you know. And then there's obviously some some serendipitous uh, moments and events that occurred kind of in in my in my path, including the the TEDx talk. Uh, in terms of career development and and, and just my passion towards um, uh, designing in, uh, careers and lives in the future of work, I uh, I I was you know tennis player at at uh, in high school. I I played uh, varsity tennis, played number one on the team, was MVP, was rookie of the year, uh, was number one in in Central California. Uh, pretty much between the ages of twelve to eighteen consecutive years having a couple of years undefeated in singles and doubles. So tennis was a big part of my life and kind of lended itself to that mental toughness and, and mindset that I talk a lot about in, in my first book uh, and a little bit in the, in the TEDx talk. Uh, and um, I, I, as I kind of gone through the, I went through the path, I went from, you know, high school to, to college, considered turning pro. So I wanted to prove them wrong. And, and so I made a deal with my parents saying that, listen, if I get into medical school, um, I can defer admission for a year, and during that year, I want to play pro tennis, and they agreed to it. So I set my sights on doing that and doing well in school, and uh, ended up taking um, a leave of absence and played pro tennis, and, and got noticed and recruited to UCLA, which was number one in the nation. And so I ended up, you know, going from the pro tour, um, a leave of absence to UCLA, and pursued tennis there, Division One. We won the Pac-10. We won. National indoors, we were finalists in the NCAAs. We were one point away from winning the championship. Yeah, one point, not a game, a point away. Um, lost a, a really close match to Georgia, and and but that was you know a huge highlight of my of my of my life. Um, that tennis team was like a second family to me. Uh, having lost my father, you know, the coach was even like a second coach to me. I also had a, a professional tennis coach, um, Fernando Vicente Ferrer, who's now in Lisbon, Portugal who was uh, very much a second father to me as well. So just had an a, amazing sort of, you know, experience in, in college and, and prioritized both tennis and, and academics and, and, and sacrificed my social life um, for my passions, which I separated from interests, right? Interests are things that you do in your free time, passions you make time for. Oh, I like that. I've never heard it put that way before. I really like that. Yeah. You know, cause I, I coach a lot of students and, and they'll ask me, how do I find my passion? And, you know, you go back a decade in career services and you would tell a student to, to go back and figure it out on their own and come back when they figure that out, right? And sometimes you don't know you're passionate about something until you're doing it. And and there's like a missing link, right? Which I talk about in my TEDx, right? Sort of the mastermind code of kind of mastery, the master mastering the the passion and transforming it into a skill to solve the problems of other people. And so I think unintentionally, I was essentially on this path, right, a very ambitious path to be this pro tennis player pre-med, you know, I would go to a professor and say, I'm going to miss, 
you know, a couple of weeks for a tournament and they would tell me to drop the class, right? So it was, it was challenging to, to balance it all. But I, there was this undercurrent of, of inspiration that, would, that was leading towards this new, new and novel theoretical framework that I now, you know, uh, have sort of introduced to the world called career and life design, right? And that's the personal and professional development. And we always say personal first because we begin with the person. So I was on that personal development journey as well as professional development path. And I was building this worldview and I was building this career and life vision, um, you know, that, that everyone needs. And, and, you know, I call it a panoramic view, uh, but they got blind spots and, and, and you got to be in the driver's seat and, and, you know, not in the back seat and not in an Uber. And, and I mentioned that in the TEDx and, and, and we need a clean windshield, right. To navigate what comes at us in front of us, behind us, and we need clarity and focus. And I was, I was going through that process like everybody else in terms of really kind of uh, aligning with my true identity and, and what I truly wanted and the situations that bring out the best of me kind of through college. And uh, then I graduated and went back on the pro tour, got into medical school. Um, so I was able to, to, to kind of set that aside and pursue tennis and love tennis so much uh, that I never went back. Then reality hit me when I was in Afghanistan. So I, I decided I was going to, I was going to finish that pro career. And, and I had one last stop on my, uh, matriculation towards my master's, uh, which was, you know, to do my practicum in Afghanistan. And that's when I was hit with, and you can watch the TEDx for that, but I was hit with the whole, you know, almost being kidnapped and mugged at gunpoint and which essentially ended my career because what people don't know, which is in my book, but not in the TEDx is after that, I, I had to go back to New York city. I took an emergency flight out of Afghanistan because uh, I had lost everything. And I was actually supposed to be in, in, in France playing tournaments uh, to bring my ranking up to a certain level uh, to qualify for some of the, uh, you know, pre-qualifying for the majors and things like that. So uh, very competitive landscape, but because I had lost everything, um, you know, in that mugging, uh, you know, which was supposed to be a kidnapping, um, uh, a little a little girl, call her an angel, had kind of walked into the setting in the moment and <clears throat> distracted everybody and I was able to escape um, but that actually ended my pro career there, and I had to pay back the sponsors of um, some of the money that I lost. Been a, it's been a crazy path, but you know you're a product of your experiences, and I learned from from all those lessons and some of those you know life threatening ones, and enjoyed my journey um, uh, to this point um, where I'm now in career services, and that's something that also happened sort of serendipitously. I was a professor, uh, visiting professor, adjunct professor for a decade and, and, and a president of university saw me and saw my profile and said, Hey, you know, you, you've, you, you have the ability to motivate refugees. I had been, I had did my master's in public health and forced migration and health at Columbia. And I was running an NGO and, uh, you know, basically motivating refugees to, to not give up on their careers in life uh, after their crops had been destroyed after the war, for example, in Afghanistan and uh, and he said, if you can motivate a re refugee to not give up, you can motivate a student to get out of bed and interview for a job. And have you ever thought about the director of the career center? And I was like, I never thought about it. Hired me and just was a good fit. And I loved motivating a team and kind of everything that came along with that position. And I've been in that position for 15 plus years. I don't even know where to begin because that is... <laughs> that was a lot. You've Sorry. lived more <laughs> life than most people live in a lifetime, right? Like you've had so many experiences. I really... I love that you talk about serendipity or happenstance, right? As things keep occurring 
where you are. In fact, I just published um, a podcast episode about that, about happenstance. But um, it seems like you are, you are a product. I mean, we all are of, of all of your experiences, but it seems like there was like a greater plan for you where you ended up because you're in, does it feel to you like you're in the right place, like where you belong? It does. You know, I always tell people that uh, everyone's an entrepreneur. And if you have only one job, then that's your biggest client. So I feel that I, this is my entrepreneurial journey. And I, I definitely know that I have that mindset. And it's something we teach. In fact, it's one of the UC San Diego's competencies is entrepreneurial mindset. And so I feel like, you know, I have a brand and and, and, and a mission that's, that's, um, that's, we all need a purpose greater than ourselves. So I feel like it's bigger than me and, and you know, more for the world. And, you know, and I, I love doing like charity work and things like that. And I don't want to be limited by any one employer. So I think it's higher is a big part of my life, but I feel like I'm on a bigger path uh, towards my zenith. Uh, what I talk about in the TEDx talk is kind of your final destination. It has no end. It has no beginning, but it's where you ultimately want to be. Uh, some people talk about their North Star, um, you know, the internal one and the external one and what that means to you. Uh, and I think that it's all about lifelong learning. So I feel like as long as I'm learning, um, I'm, I'm happier. Uh, you know, I think I'm always challenging myself and, 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 uh, reinventing myself. Um, but on that same path towards, you know, uh, what I call my Zenith, which is something I highlighted in the talk, which I say is freedom in every sense of the world. Um, we see the world, right? The world's, experiencing widespread burnout, right? There's talent shortages. Employees have signaled that they want different things out of work. And, and I feel like I, I feel like the world of work has changed. And I also want more out of work. I see my mom, you know, who's in her 80s, um, getting older. You know, I, when I saw her in a wheelchair, I decided to to move from New York City. I just founded the Career Design Lab at Columbia University. I, I had published my first book, I Was on Top of the World, but I saw my mom in a wheelchair in California. And I was like, I can't be in New York anymore. Uh, the UCLA position popped, opened up, and that position hadn't opened up in in many years. And uh, I applied for it, and I got it. And I feel like that was kind of divine, <laughs> divine intervention because it's inc incredibly competitive. And not only to get that position, but two UC positions back to back. You know, the political landscape and internal candidates and all that. But you know, it, I ended up back in California. But I visualized it first, and I visualized uh, what what I thought. You know, I, I don't really necessarily believe in work-life balance. I feel like it's all mixed right now. But obviously, having a position that you love and and having that free time with your family and your friends and your pets and loved ones was really important to me. And I I couldn't, I didn't want, I could do it, but I didn't want to do the grind in New York City anymore. I felt like it was, uh, with you know, lack of better words, like taking me into the to the grave. Like I was, I was getting sicker. I was getting stressed more. I was, um, you know, gaining weight. And and I said, this is a this is not the path. This is not the, 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 the person that I knew, who, you know, who grew up playing tennis and lived that life with a tennis club. And I said, I got to make a, a change. I need to be next to my family. And, and so I made that, that decision to do so. And it sounds like it was meant to be, to your point, because the position opened up and it hadn't been opened. And personally, I'm thrilled that you ended up in higher ed because I am in no position to criticize those in higher ed. But I feel like my experience, the experience of my kids, the experience of my clients that I coach, I coach a lot of college kids and recent grads. And I wish every college had someone like you. 
because I feel like, I mean, I'm witnessing it firsthand. These kids are struggling and they could really use advice and insights and help moving forward from someone with your experience and your point of view. And we'll be right back after a quick break. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts. So how do you impart all this wisdom and insight on college kids? Because I'm guessing some are all in and some are reluctant and some are somewhere in between. Yeah. No, thank you for that, for those words. And I think I was given an opportunity to give back uh, to society, to the community, you know, as a, you know, my parents are first generation in the United States and English is my first language. And uh, although I was born in in the States, I, I, you know, I was in South Asia at a really young age, kind of my mom wanted me to be born here. So I was like, born and then back. You know? So like, I definitely, I kind of got the best of both worlds. But, uh, but I, I, you know, I, I asked myself those same questions once upon a time and to be able to, to now give back the opportunity that I was given uh, to students and, and, and watching transformations is incredibly fulfilling because anyone that's worked in career services know, knows that it's, it's, I argue it's the most difficult department, but you know, one of the most difficult departments to work in because there's so many moving parts. You're serving students, alumni, parents, employers. It just, it just, it just it, the work never ends, right? And so I think that I would shed light on the 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 profound impact of intentional design in shaping our lives, and I think that that's something that that I I made that choice that you know what I have to find a way to be able to do pre med and tennis both like give each one an equal shot even though nobody believed I could do that so I think every high school student or you know and every person that's you know asking about you know, what what their life, uh, what their purpose is, they possess, right, the power to really architect their career and life in a way that brings fulfillment and purpose. That's in them already. And so it's not about following a predetermined route. We know with the future of work, a lot of the jobs of tomorrow haven't even been created yet. So it's about actively designing a life that resonates with your aspirations that's tailor-made. And we start with stories and we and we look inward uh, and it's an, it's a spiritual path, right? So our career life vision is something you see with your heart, not your eyes. And that's what I say in my TEDx talk when I talk about Andrea Bocelli and and those things. And many of us were lost and we're confused, and we don't all have mentors. And even a supervisor is not always a mentor. And and rightly so, we're, you know, we're wandering because we're being pulled in so many directions in terms of you know what's happening in our personal life and what's happening in our professional life. And in that, you lose your identity. Or you never really knew what that was. And so I think we all have to aspire towards success that isn't defined for us. Why? Because we're all looking for more, right? We're, you know, I could imagine how many listeners on this podcast want more in their lives, meaning more meaning, more impact, and more purpose. And if you think about the different phases of our life, how many stages do you think there are? There, there each stage 
is defined differently. There's red lights, there's yellow lights, there's times you have to stop. You know, you watch the train go by, there's detours in life, there's stop signs, there's dead ends, right? And there's times that you're in a flow state when things are just happening for you. And I think that that aligns, that happens when you're aligned with your purpose, right? Time disappears, things just click. It's like a domino effect. And then you're cruising in this direction. You look up and there's your North Star. So I think I would say that you, you, you have to start with clearing your mind and designing the space to design your life. And I think a lot of students uh, and high school students and, and, and just individuals in general, they don't have that space, safe space, um, whether it's in their house, whether it's that family support, whether it's, it's a beach that they go and take a walk on to really think about clearly what their life is. I can tell you that freshmen at UC San Diego, they spend more time putting together Ikea furniture than they do thinking about a career and life vision. So you want to focus on clearing your mind and what I call the interior design of your career and life. And that's that's where it's like the the utter and true nature of your individual talent is in that space. And and we're all unique. And you're gonna you're gonna reflect and you're gonna think about what is it that you do better than anybody else. And you know, you can use different frameworks like the icky guy, what you love, what the world needs, what you're really good at. Uh, what you can get rewarded for. And career and life trajectories, they're becoming more and more individualized. And so the lens you 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 use, it's got to be your lens. It can't be success defined by somebody else. And and if you do that, that'll point you in the direction, the direction of what you really want to do, and more importantly, where you need to focus. Uh, and I think a lot of folks don't have that clarity. They don't have that focus. Um, and they also don't always have the energy if you're forced to do something that you're not excited about, then you know you, you, you're passive. You have negative energy, and nothing I say is is going to stick if I'm coaching you, right? It's like information without emotion. So, research tells you that if you find something interesting, you might write it down. But if there isn't energy kind of harnessed and connected to that, then there's no energy to execute it. And I'm able to kind of extract that when I meet with. Uh, high school students or college students or, or or what have you. And so there's nothing more valuable than that energy and that space that you have to kind of carve out, that buffer time. Um, and whatever state you're in when you're learning, it gets, linked, it, get li- it gets linked to what you're learning, right? And life in general is just very creative. So you create your own life. It's like a movie. There's many scenes, right? There's some yet to come and some yet to produce, um, but the moral of the story is still up to you. So I would say it's up to your imagination. Uh, the sky is not the limit. Uh, your North Star is. That's so inspirational and makes me, it gives me so much hope. But if I'm putting myself in the mind of a 17, 18, 19-year-old, and they have so much noise, right, from social media, from peer pressure, from their parents, do you have any advice, like, how to cut through all that noise and and get into your own design space as you talk about and start thinking about what you want versus all these outside influences? I think we all need a roadmap and and that noise does definitely get in the way. At UC San Diego, we created a career and life uh, design roadmap, which we call the Triton Careerness Passport. And it's like a guiding tool for for students and individuals kind of embarking on their professional journey. And it's also a very holistic approach that goes beyond career advice, that goes into like limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome and and all that noise that gets in the way. Uh, but it also incorporates 
things like uh, elements of personal growth and skill development and and adapting to an, an evolving uh, job market. And it teaches you that the future is is going to need a skills-based playbook, right? So it starts, it makes you reflect and think about not what other people want for you, but what you what skills you have that you're really good at. Uh, and it gives you that reflection space and it teaches you that you're the artist of your life. In fact, the artist, you are the artist of my life is the name of a children's career and life design storybook that I, that I published. But, you know, it teaches you kind of, you know, the frequency that you're comfortable living at, um, the, the people that you want to surround yourself with in terms of mentor circles. And, and it helps you sort of visualize your, your energy to be focused in that direction. And so I would say, although you, you calibrate your vision as you live it, you also connect the dots in hindsight, right? Everyone knows that quote by Steve Jobs that you can't connect the dots looking forward. You only connect them in looking backwards. And I think that's really true. Uh, so I think number one, it, you have to understand that this is an inward journey. So it's about aptitude and passion. It's about going back to who you truly are, what makes you feel alive, um, the alignment with your true self. And that's a question that only an individual can answer for themselves, right? The the external journey is different, right? That's that's the social mask, right? Many people aren't 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 happy and they confuse happiness with material gain. Uh, we know that it's not a material state, but it's a spiritual one. So it's beyond happiness and it's about meaningful work and purpose. So if you if you go back to that, if you go back to yourself and and you go back to um to the idea that you're not building a resume, you're building a career and life portfolio of experiences, right? You're not writing a cover letter, you're writing your story. Um, you know, you'll visualize yourself as an author crafting your own book, right? One with a significant difference, though, right? The student seeking career development is not an expert penning a thesis, but they're an individual, right, that's embarking on their own journey of self-discovery. And, and, that, and it's okay if you don't know who you are yet. And so I think that's that's the message I would say is like start that reflection process early and craft a career and life vision statement, even if it's not perfect, because whatever vision you have, if you're on a path that's moving at a, moving in a direction that's nowhere near that 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 picture, then you got to change something because you're not going to end up there, right? So if you visualize your life five or ten years out, and the path that you're on right now is not going to get you there, you got to change something. So, so, and you're writing your life, not in the sense that you, you, you possess expertise, like, you know, what your life is exactly going to be, but because you're a curious explorer of your own potential, right? Their journey is a narrative of research and investigation. It's a, it's an exploration of self. It's an endeavor to uncover the deepest truths about who you are, that meaning that you're seeking, and you have to go deep. In essence, right, every one of us is an author of the most intricate intricate, and unique book ever penned, the story of themselves, right? And so I think a lot of times we don't connect mindfulness and we don't connect self-awareness, but all those things help help you focus on, on thoughts and intentions and reconnecting to, to, to your purpose. And, and you may not figure out your purpose for a long time, but that journey... Uh, needs to begin, uh, and you need to begin it, and you need to flip those pages through your own history, 
kind of into new chapters, right, of, of self-discovery. And the narrative is going to evolve and, and you're going to have uh, what I call peaks and valleys over time, uh, moments that you maybe felt great and and valleys where maybe you weren't you weren't appreciated or you didn't really uh, you were at a low point in your life and that's going to evolve and and that's going to transform and there's no final page right there's no um, it's 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 an ever ever I'd say unfolding series right of of new events and you're reinventing yourself through that process you're charting a course towards what you will ultimately define as fulfillment. It's a life story. It's unparalleled. It's irreplaceable because there's only one story of you. This is so amazing. Like, how how do we get this beyond UCSD? Like, seriously, this is work that I feel like every student, every young person, every old person should go through. I mean, I talk about this a lot, actually, career stories and portfolios and how it's more than just exactly what you're saying, like words on a page. But the roadmap that you guys use, you have to take the class to get that roadmap, right? Well, that's a, that's a UC San Diego um, program. And so, yeah, it is connected to to kind of what we call a co-curricular record. Uh, but what I would say is that a lot of the elements in that are um, are out there, right? So things like, uh, you know, for example, in my book, I have um, the most recent book is The Interior Design of Recruiting Life. And I focus on um, an activity that says, write your retirement speech, right? So you can write your retirement speech now. You could talk about how you want to be remembered. In fact, I, me being a tennis player this morning, I, I woke up and I was looking uh, looking at my phone, which you shouldn't do first thing in the morning, right? But I was looking at my phone and I saw this amazing quote by Rafael Nadal, who's one of the greatest tennis players of all time, right? The Spaniard. <clears throat> and he said, I don't want to be remembered um, because of my my tennis or what I accomplished in, in my tennis career, I only remembered that I was a good person. And I thought that that was incredibly noble. And, and for him, I am a hundred percent positive that if I was coaching him, that would be part of his career and life vision about his impact on the world. And as, as, as a positive um, influence and maybe not so much about the money and fame and, you know, I'm sure legacy and all that is built into it in terms of tennis, but his purpose is bigger than himself. It's 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 about an impact, and you see that because he's he has a tennis academy, for example, right? So I think if folks, you know, and maybe they want me to they want me to talk about resumes, you know, and they want me to talk about start your resume. But the thing is, is I've learned, and you got to trust me. This is you know, twenty five plus years in higher ed, fifteen years in career services, half of those years as an executive director. So I was the executive director of UCLA. I was the executive director of the Career Design Lab. I founded the Career Design Lab at Columbia University. I've worked in business schools as the chair of career education, as a professor. So I've seen a lot of students. And I can tell you that if I just dived into your resume or I encourage you to just start your resume, I would be misleading you because I wouldn't know what what those positions really meant to you. You might not even want to be in that path. You might be thinking, sociology, but really where you want to be is entrepreneurship. And if you spend all four years, you know, in college, and then later on you realize, oh, you know what, I'm graduating and I'm not even using, I'm not even in a position that's degree related. It's not even what I wanted to do. You want to pivot. So what I'm encouraging folks to do is to align with that true self and ask these difficult questions, these reflection questions, the importance of exploration, experimentation, 
it's okay to not have it all figured out, but you have to take time to discover your interests, your strengths, your values. You can list those right away. These are all things that are in that passport, right? You got to be open to diverse experiences. You got to seek mentors out. You you don't know what, let's say you want to be an accountant, but you don't know what they really do nine to five, five days a week. Well, then you don't really know what they're doing. And I can't tell you how many times I've had a student that said, oh, my father's an accountant. So he wants me to be an accountant, but I, I hate accounting, <laughs> right? You know, I don't want to work in tax or audit or whatever it is, right? So, and that's okay. But I think a lot of folks, they don't make those decisions to pivot and design their path authentically around what truly matters to them. So those questions, listing out your limiting beliefs, writing your retirement speech, asking yourself, how do you want to be remembered? What's your North Star? What's your zenith? What is your nexus? Uh, what connects all your careers to your life? Maybe you've been in like five different careers. What's the nexus between all of those careers? Maybe you love serving people. Maybe you love sales. Maybe you love uh, motivating uh, a team. There's something that connects them all. Find out what that is and also what connects that to your life. So for example, the why, going seven levels deep on your why. Even if I, if I had a, if you have a student who's like thinking about college, I would say, what's your why? And they'd be like, what do you mean? Why about what? I'd be like, I'll see it open. What's your why? And they'll probably say, oh, I want to be successful. Okay, why? Uh, because I want to make a lot of money. Okay, why? Uh, because I want to buy the big house. Okay, why? And you go, if you go deep enough, you're probably going to land on something like, for example, me, my family, lost my dad, turned our life upside down, filed for bankruptcy, struggled for a decade. There was a decade where I had 50 cents in my pocket or a dollar to buy a cookie and a chocolate milk for lunch. And I had to play three hours of tennis afterwards on an empty stomach. It all comes down to purpose in the end so that I don't have to struggle or my kids don't have to struggle like the way I did. So you go deep enough, you'll find your why. And that why you can reverse engineer from towards your path. And then things will start making more sense. And you'll, be, you'll, you'll, you'll learn, okay, you know what? I was thinking a PhD in philosophy and what I really want is I'm so good at communication. Or you can, you're going to say, you know what? I, I am an entrepreneur at heart and that's what I want to do. Uh, or I want to do a double major where I want to do this, this major with this minor because that's going to lead me to this destination that I'm on. And not everyone is going to have a destination. Some of us are going to be on a quest, right? Where a quest is when you don't know the destination. A journey is when you know the destination. Some of us, most of us are actually on a quest. We don't know where we're going to land and that is okay. So I think, you know, my uncle who passed away, I dedicated my last book. He actually, my father died 30 years ago, right? When I was 11 years old. And he passed away on March 29th, which has always been kind of a day of sadness for me. But, uh, you know, several months ago when I published my book, my uncle, literally the, the day of the publishing, my uncle who, a day before, my uncle who lives in Long Island, New York, he was the second father to me, kind of the father in New York, and he had all Alzheimer's. And he passed away the same exact day as my father on March 29th, you know, uh, 30 years later, which, you know, what are the chances? But what I realized is that uh, he was the interior designer of his life. So he was a successful film director and producer in South Asia. He had lived his purpose. He was interior designer of his career in life. And he even retired 
early so that he could focus on family and and his um, grandkids. And he believed that filmmaking is a, is a live mirror of your career in life. So you are the director of your career in life. This is your narrative. It's your story arc. You can't control where you were born, right? But you can control pieces of your plot and you can define the peak of that arc and those pivotal moments and you should visualize them and remember that that um you know happiness happens to you but joy is that truth that you choose to live right i joke with students i say lights camera take action right <laughs> so you know uh but i would say i would say start with start with those pieces this is such great advice. I love that it's actionable and tangible and things that young people and again, older people can start right away. Um, and you have so many resources. I mean, you have books, all of your socials. I'm going to put everything, all the links in the show notes, because I know that people are going to want to learn more. I am so grateful that you spent this time with me today. Any last thoughts or or advice? Like I, I sometimes ask my guests, if you could go back to your teenage years and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? I would say the unlock on the path to meaningful work is career and life vision. And that you matter. So invest in yourself, invest in your, in your professional development and growth. Uh, and I would say, third, self-care is different than self-love. But both begin with the self. Thank you so much. I, I am so grateful for your time and all of your wisdom. And um, just thanks for being here. My pleasure. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to um, get some free tips, I'm, I'm always posting free tips. And, you know, you can follow some of the insights on, on, on my YouTube channel. Uh, career and life mastery or 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 follow me on LinkedIn. I always share kind of valuable content and give a lot of you know um, insights and secrets on there. I talk about the future of work a lot and personal growth. So feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and and join the conversation. Um, uh, whether it's on YouTube or or LinkedIn, um, you can find me on Instagram under my name, Hassan Akmal. TikTok, uh, career and life design, Facebook, career mastermind. Pick up one of my books. Um, but yeah. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Um, I love I love these conversations, and <laughs> uh, I'm going to have a podcast studio in my own house one day. That's how much I love it. <laughs> I can't wait. I'll be your first listener. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You might be my guest. Okay. I might have to have you as my as my guest. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Huge thanks to my guest today, Hassan Akmal. I absolutely love the concept of intertwining the design of both your life and your career together. The strategies and actionable advice that Hassan has assembled from his own self-discovery and his work with students should be a masterclass taught at every high school and college coast to coast. Our teens and young adults are lost and confused, and they have no idea where to begin to figure out where they're going in life and in their career. If only there was a playbook available that would help guide them step-by-step through the process they would be so much better equipped to plan their future. Maybe I'll just have to develop one myself. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful you took the time to listen. Please share this podcast with someone who will find it helpful. Be sure and check out the show notes at highschoolhamsterwheel.com, where I will include all links mentioned during this episode. And one more thing. If you know of a teen or young adult who could use some help designing their own life and career, 
I'd love to help. Visit my website, BetsyJewelCoaching.com, and sign up for a free 30-minute discovery call. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with another episode of the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.